jambalaya and justice, personality and pokeballs, lingua and love, the Help Yourself Podcast, where in every episode, Brian and Nick invite you to help yourself to bite-sized philosophy. Welcome to Help Yourself, Food and Philosophy with Brian and Nick. I'm Nick. And I'm Brian. In the theme of the meme, I am into fitness. I'm fitting this taco into my mouth. <laughs> what you eating, Brian? Yeah, I usually, I usually do fitness fitness pizza into my mouth, but yeah, it's okay. it works I either don't way. have a taco. I, I wanted to quote the meme. But yeah, well, it's not it's, Tuesday. We don't, we, re, we don't record on Tuesdays, so you obviously don't have a taco. Right. And so there's my first be, obviously. I'm, hey, and there's my I'm, first obviously. Okay, I'll tell I'll add it to the tally. But I'm I'm fit, I'm fitness salmon into my mouth. There we go. <laughs> that just doesn't have the same ring to it. It's gotta be yeah. junk food. It can't be like healthy. You can't be like I'm fitting this tofu into my mouth. Right, but I mean, if I'm gonna eat well at all on this podcast, it ought to be when we talk about being healthy, right? I guess. I guess this is the one probably we, we should sure. be healthy. Okay. All right. I'm so what am I eating? Stop the banter. Uh, I'm a few episodes back. Actually, I tried some food from this place called tattooed chef. And uh, again, Brian's vegan adventure is in full effect. So uh, today I did a plant-based burrito bowl that has uh, basically vegan crumbles in it. And it has some cheese and some black beans and some other stuff in there. Uh, and I don't know other stuff. It's just general mix. Now there's some rice in there and things like that. And, uh, and it's actually pretty decent calories. It's about 340 calories, um, 15 grams of fat, 16 grams of protein, um, 33 grams of carbs. So a little heavy on the carbs there, but, uh, this is the first thing I've eaten today. So, uh, Basically, it's breaking my fast, uh, and I might get yelled nice. at for that for our our guest. I'll give a tip. We have a guest here, so yeah. Um, well, let's let's go to your guest or our guest. Yeah, yeah. All right. You want me to introduce him? No, so, I want you to introduce him. Okay. So <laughs> who do we have here with us? Where, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to come back to uh, Brian's beverage corner. Then that's all right. Oh yeah. Sorry. So okay. did we skip Brian's beverage corner? Like Twelve minutes. Brian's beverage corner. <laughs> So who do we have with us here? We have Austin Dubberly. He's actually the manager at the gym that I attend, Iron Tribe Fitness. And uh, and I consider him a friend. I don't know if he considers me a friend or not, but you know, he's shaking his hand like maybe. maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, close but associate. Okay. As we get into our topic, you'll realize why we brought in a, uh, a fitness professional. If we, if we haven't already divulged that in the title of whatever this podcast is. On our taco uh, so, fitness eater. Uh, I'll pass it off to Austin for a minute. So what are you eating, Austin? What I ate is what I eat. Uh, what I'm eating is something I eat every day, which is uh, half a pound of ground beef and uh, white rice with some sriracha mayo yes. mixed into it. And uh, mm. I eat that because it's got a lot of protein and I got to eat a lot of protein yeah. so that I can uh, set an example for my, my fellow Brian here. <laughs> um, so that is what I'm eating today. And then I notice a a drink you have over there. I'm, you know, me being Brian's beverage corner. I, obviously, I'm in tune to the beverages. So, what are you drinking? Yeah. So uh, the brand Ghost makes an energy drink, and um, they make candy flavored energy drinks, <laughs> and yeah. somehow they do so with very minimal calories. So uh, this is a Sour Patch Red Berry Ghost energy drink. Oh, taste. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, speaking of things I have every day, this is also something I have every single day. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I have to. I do have to point out to you, Nick. Did you notice that he put mayo on his lunch? Well, yeah. That's why you all are friends. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the listeners know that uh, I have a mayo obsession. Uh, in fact, on our Cinco de Mayo uh, episode, I was actually going to make a meal with five mayonnaises in it. <laughs> I didn't end up doing it, but it was an idea. Uh, I think I ended up with two mayos. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that on your food logs. Uh, <laughs> weird. Right. I think it was entered under the, the fat was, category that day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was just, that's, that's a little high. Day. Day. 
Well, let's come back to your beverage corner so we don't forget. What are you, what yeah. are you drinking, Brian? So I am drinking – I'll start out with the most healthy first. Actually, most healthy is water. So I've got my shaker bottle of water, mm-hmm. and I've got this thing called Super B. It says Bubbly Biotic Bliss. It says Soda Redefined. This is a dragon fruit lemonade flavor. Dragon flute? Dragon <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do a podcast. I can't speak. Okay, just <laughs> that sounds magical. A dragon flute. Dragon flute. Ooh, That's I love dragon. Dory would buy those by the case. <laughs> <laughs> so this has zero sugar, zero carbs. Uh, it also says that it has um, a little bit of sodium in it, but it's basically zero down the line. Uh, although it does have sugar in it, it says a very, very little amount apparently because it says includes zero grams of added sugar, even though one of the ingredients is actually organic cane sugar. And, um, oh, wait, that's wait, why wait, it has wait, an asterisk. The asterisk says sugar is eliminated during the fermentation by vegan supercultures providing probiotics and postbiotics. So they put sugar what? in and then the fermentation takes it out. It's magic. It's dragon flutie. Really. <laughs> Did they say vegan cultures? Dragon Flutie? No, it was Doug Flutie. (laughs) I don't think his first name was Dragon. (laughs) Did they say vegan? It was. Yeah. I mean, that's a good football name. I bet you he would have a cannon of an arm. (laughs) (laughs) Could throw a lot of heat. Seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's (laughs) Dragon. Right. Got it. He'd probably breathe flames and, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. did Did you say vegan cultures? Yeah, vegan cultures. And I don't know if it's a vegan. But that doesn't story. mean – so the bacteria is vegan? <laughs> and yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that, that doesn't make the drink vegan because you're – that means that that's it doesn't a, stay a creature, vegan right? Oh, I did not do – it says for best flavor, flip and swirl. But I did not do that before I opened it, so I can't do that now. I would pay a lot of money to see you flip and swirl <laughs> before you drink that drink. <laughs> right now with it open, just <laughs> pouring down my arm. <laughs> it's like shake well shake well before drinking <laughs> alright so the other one so I said I was going from most healthy to least healthy and maybe the super B people might they might claim that they're healthier than water but I will say no but I also got it's really really bad is that this fancy? is a Mountain Dew new flavor and the Mountain Dew is flaming Hot so like you know the flaming Hot Cheetos oh no so, <laughs> all right. So you ready? I'm not going to drink this whole thing because I'd get sick. 280 calories in this bottle. And it has 73 grams of sugar. Wow. They say, they say in one bottle, that's 146% of your daily allotted <laughs> sugar. So in one bottle, you're already, uh, okay, I can't have any sugar tomorrow. Right, done for the weekend. Right, yeah, it's a day and a half of sugar. Wow, and I will say this does not taste like flaming hot. Like you know the flaming hot Cheetos and the flaming hot brands Mm -hmm. they have. It just tastes like a sort of fruity kind of Mountain Dewish flavor. You know, like how do you make Mountain Dew hot? I don't. I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, Really, sugar is sweet, but it's a flaming hot. Oh, there's, oh, Austin, you have no idea, man. There's all kinds of sweet heat stuff out there. Like <laughs> I just, I just finished off the other night some red pepper jelly. Oh yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. that's that's good, right? And just imagine that's sweet and heat. Yeah, all true. You do is add some, take away the viscosity. Now you've got a soda. Well, and you know what else is big right now is the hot honey. Have you guys seen hot honey? Mm-hmm. It's like honey infused with well, like. I mean, there's pepper. my girlfriend. But I don't her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. My wife, hot honey. Yeah, I got Try it. Stay away from those. <laughs> He's a hot honey. Yeah, exactly. It's when you're married, you stay away from the hot honeys. No. <laughs> limit, limit how many of those relationships you have. <laughs> it's the, 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 the ex-girlfriend from college. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. So, but what about the actual hot honey you were trying to describe before I... No, so it's it's a, it's a honey that's infused with chilies, like different kinds of chili peppers. So it's, and like cayenne and other things like that. 
Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know what you use it for though. Like I've, I think, I bet if you pulled up recipes and stuff, you'd find stuff, but um, mm-hmm. it seems like an interesting flavor or could be an interesting flavor. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Seems to. Uh, I've had uh, the red pepper jelly. I put that on crackers with some cream cheese. Oh yeah. That was really good. That's, good. That's a good call. Um, trying to think of what else. Crackers without cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so what, who have we who have, we've skipped you though. What are you eating, Nick? Uh, you just hadn't come to me yet. But uh, yes, I, as previously mentioned, not actually eating tacos. I'm having salmon. Dory gave me the rundown. Uh, she baked it at 400 degrees. Nice for 25 minutes, and. But baked it in olive oil, salt and pepper, red pepper flakes, and baked. It was baked in some extra ju- extra dry gin and wow. razzmatazz. I think that's a liqueur. It was some leftover from a friend hanging out. He might not like that we use some of his. Say razzmatazz. razzmatazz. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it till he introduced it to me. But it's <laughs> kind of a raspberry sort of okay. liqueur. Probably with some other stuff in it. That's where the Mataz comes from, you know? Oh, yeah, the Mataz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those, those berries, man, they, they got a kick. My, <laughs> my mom used to make a Matazberry pie, and it was awesome, man. <laughs> but it, it actually gave the salmon some of that sweet heat we were just talking about, right? You've got the oh, red yeah. pepper flakes mixed with this kind of raspberry reduction flavor to it. Uh, it's really good. I'm, I'm basically done. This is my last bite. And along with that, I had a veggie medley, steamed of carrots, broccoli, cauliflower, with salt and pepper as well. And I guess what was left of the razzmatazz, because she she said she cooked that a bit with some of the razzmatazz, not a lot. Um, But that gives it kind of a cohesive theme. Yeah, yeah. And I would say this is one of my more healthy meals in general. Sounds good. I love salmon, man. Me too. I usually eat it raw, but I mean... I go catch it myself. Pokeball. Just eat it. You just, you just, mm-hmm. yeah, I just take a bite straight into the skin. <laughs> it's like that's like Smeagol in Lord of the Rings. I was going to say, yeah. Smeagol style. Yeah, right why there. cook it? Just, what? just, just yeah. like, a, like biting through the half of a banana. I don't want like. the vegan cultures to get rid of all the flavor. So I just <laughs> but take a chomp. Yeah. My, my mind's kind of blown right now because I'm pretty sure that the the pigeonhole I had you in as a fitness coach did not also include references to Lord of the Rings. Oh, you have no, no idea. Yeah, you know you you are breaking down my my constructed walls. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, jocks can be nerds as well. <laughs> Austin's like an onion. You just got to peel the layers. Many layers. Peel the layers. Jocks can be nerds as well. Yeah, that that's a. Whew, that could be a whole nother topic. We, we need to have you back and just we can oh, explore that. Yeah, if, if we had, if I said we were going to talk about Lord of the Rings for, he would be like, oh gosh, we could do like a five six hour podcast if you want. Like, yeah, unedited, like or not unedited, but <laughs> yeah. the uh, extended edition, just right. like the films, are like eight hours long. <laughs> right. exactly. The Peter Jackson cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if our discussion ended up longer than the movies, we were definitely <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> We'd have to change the name of our podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, as far as drinking, I have uh, lots of water. I'll probably get a refill. Nice. And I started my day with a cold brew from Starbucks and topped with their chocolate cold foam. So oh, wow. that part, I hadn't been healthy. Um, but yeah, since since getting sick so many weeks ago, I've reduced my coffee intake to where if, like, if I get anything it's like two-thirds decaf yeah that has helped a lot in general after getting sick right you you don't really drink coffee or beer so right whatever dependencies you had then it's really easy to overcome the withdrawal symptoms since uh you're feeling terrible anyway Mm -hmm. Um, and i just thought i'd stick with that they're they're all masked yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you know austin he had covid a little while ago which we talked about on the podcast but uh but now we have thanks thanks brian you did talk about it if you were a healthcare organization, that would have been a PHI violation. <laughs> and I could. <laughs> I just breached your HIPAA rights and, and all the regulations there. Sorry. I'm yeah. not your attending oh. physician, so it doesn't matter. Good I'm thing just, we're recording. I'm just your. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're not telling anyone. You know, it's. 
<laughs> I'm not telling anybody. Yeah, we're only telling about this between you, and me, Austin, and what ten other people. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now we have a few more listeners than that, but uh, yeah, and that was what I was drinking or have a drink today. Well, really that's awesome. I, I appreciate Austin's presence being an impetus for eating better. Anytime. Yeah. Any Friday. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it has helped me somewhat. I don't always listen to the advice, but I mean, I hear the advice. I don't always listen to the advice. Let me, let me say, let me yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> Be, yeah, being aware there. of your problem. Like yeah. creating the plan is easy. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, it's like the person that's quit. Uh, hey, I quit smoking like five, six, seven times a day. You know, like, <laughs> I quit all the time. Man. Yeah. I'm really good at quitting. Well, yeah, now I'm wondering if, if knowing is half the battle, that means you're halfway there. So there's the rest living on a prayer. Is that? <laughs> that was well played. Bon Jovi-ism? I don't know. Actually, I think the other half is doing, right? It took me forever to learn that. I think so. What about if knowing is half the battle, but then just showing up is 80%, then you already, right there, you already have like 120%. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. You have to take take the half times like 0.5 times 0.8, whatever that result is. That's how far <laughs> along you are. Huh. I don't know what just happened with that. <laughs> it's called math. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I went to law school, not math school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually less far along because 80% times 50% is, is uh, 40%. 50%. Is it not? Yeah. It's yeah, it's 40%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. I messed up the math. Hey, all the listeners, I apologize deeply for messing the math up. He's not a mathlete. And, and, and this is why he's less than halfway there. Right. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of lessons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, less than. What are we talking about again? Fitness? We're, yeah. What, what is fitness? I do not know. You can You could look at my shape and know what kind of shape I'm in to know I don't know what fitness is. Well, yeah. So that is for the audience. We'll move on to our topic. We're <laughs> going to continue with our what is series. And, you know, we've done the what is beauty and what is a bunch of other things. Just go back and listen to them. They're there. Uh, <laughs> but today we are doing what is fitness. And we're going to see where that takes us. I think uh, where I wanted to start was just a general definition of fitness to kick us off. Mm-hmm. That's what we usually do. Um, and I'm pulling it up right now. So the first definition of it is the condition of being physically fit and healthy. I think that's probably mm-hmm. what most people would sort of gravitate to if you, uh, you know, if you were talking about it, they'd be like, oh, yeah, somebody who's physically fit. I think we want to talk a little bit more about other things, other kinds of fitness. But um, the second one is the quality of being suitable to fulfill a particular role or task. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then there's one other one that they say is reference to biology and organisms ability to survive and reproduce in a particular environment, which sounds very, very close to survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. It has the word survive right in there. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, it sounds like there's sort of a unified way to combine all those and just be suitable, right? Like if you're physically fit, you're probably more suited to your environment than others. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then suitable, like you're in a suitable state to your environment. What was the other thing? I guess I just did combine them all because that other definition included the word suitable to the environment. Right. Right. Well, maybe we can throw it to Austin first and just talk about a little bit, because uh, obviously you work with people to deal with their physical fitness primarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so maybe give, give us some insights about people that are trying to get fit and healthy, people that are trying to, like, what have you seen? What have you experienced? I know you've been doing what you do for quite some time, and you've also been an ath- athletic person in general. and. Played some baseball. Yeah, played some baseball and some other sports and things like that. So so maybe you can just talk a little bit about to start out with what so what are your ideas around fitness and mainly I guess mainly what you do, physical fitness. Yeah, I mean I think um I think fitness 
yeah, it's a very broad term. Um, but I think for most people, they do associate that physical health or, or shape, physical fitness. That's the first thing they think about. But I think ultimately fitness has to do with how it, how it helps you function. Um, whether that's just day to day life, walking up and down stairs, picking up car seats, grabbing groceries, uh, or if that's, you know, in an athletic, uh, scenario, right. Maybe you play a sport, um, and you need to be fit functionally for that, for that activity or for that sport. So I think that, you know, fitness can serve many different purposes and functions and however fit you need to be in order to enjoy and excel in those functions, I think is how, how you set your goal. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, for what, for what I do is, is mostly around folks, physical fitness, right. And their, how their physical fitness helps them live a healthier lifestyle. Uh, I think if you ask most people, if they want to live a long time, most people would say yes. Well, one way to ensure you're not going to live a long time is to be really unhealthy and really unfit. And so, um, so that's what we help, help folks do. And, uh, hopefully along the way that helps them be more functional as well. So they, they are very, very much like the definitions you just, you just read. I think if you combine them all, you kind of find that definition and, uh, it may look different across different people. Yeah. 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 I, I like the examples you, you gave, cause it sort of shed light on the fact that we all have actually multiple environments that we might need to suit ourselves to. Right. If you're doing the, the car seat grocery thing and you get winded, well, clearly you're not, well, not clearly, but you're not probably suited to that environment. Maybe there's some things you could do to get more suited. But even if you do things to get suited to that environment, you're not necessarily suited to play on a football field. Sure. And I wouldn't, would, if, if there's, how to say, <clears throat> if you're suited to several environments, is that a way to say that you're more fit than others who might not be suited to those environments? Like, yeah, like I, if, I would if say you if you were an and a football player and, right. and a grocery bag attendant, you're probably more fit than somebody who gets winded going up and down stairs. Right. I think each person's uh, functionality is going to look different. And so it's tough to compare, you know, um, I would consider myself a, uh, decently fit person. But if you put me next to Derek Henry, I'd be like, well, I'm not very fit. Um, right. But so, so it's hard to compare, um, fitness levels per se. Um, but I think most of the folks that I talk to, you know, their physical goals, they want to achieve those physical goals in order to be more functional in whatever that is. Uh, I talked to a woman yesterday. She said, I can barely put my kayak on top of my car right now. I want to be able to do that and not need help. Like that's her function. Yeah. That's her definition <laughs> of fitness success. And so what do I need to do in order to reach that point? Um, and that's just going to look different for everyone. Um, but I think that's how you define it for each person is how does fitness help you be more functional? And, uh, and then therefore you live your life to a greater extent. That's, I think that's an awesome distinction a lot of non-fitness professionals, you know, the average Joe, I think the stereotype might be, I want to get in better shape. I need to lose weight. And their, their goal becomes to lose weight. And I mean, Brian and I've talked about probably like every third episode, we end up making a metaphor, <laughs> yeah. losing weight and how, you know, you got to measure the right thing. And I think what you're talking about is function goal is the right kind of fitness goal to have. Like, just from a pragmatic, something that's even motivational, right? Like getting a number on a scale down is probably more demotivating than it is motivating. Whereas I can pick up my, my grandkids, that's motivating, right? That, that has a much more emotional connection, a meaningful connection, and is something that can get you out of bed to do what you need to do to get where you want to go. That's right. Yeah, it's it's uh, and that's what we really try to do at Iron Tribe is really help athletes connect with their why. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Um, yeah, weight loss is great, but no one wants to just lose weight just because they feel like losing weight. Um, just like no one wants to earn money just to have money. They want money so they can do the things that yeah. having more money allows. Mm -hmm. I want to lose weight so that X, Y, Z, um, whatever those things are. And so, yeah, so I think it's it's kind of cool that everyone is different in that way, even though the means to the end can be very similar. The end is never the same for anyone. 
Awesome. I must have gone back and listened to some of our previous episodes. <laughs> we talk, we talk about he was just money as a motivator. Yeah. And I studied exactly that just so I could come on this podcast. <laughs> I, I took, I'm so I, sorry. I, I listened so to sorry. it about 20 times actually. <laughs> um, and took notes and said, I'm going to say exactly <laughs> what they said. So they like me better. And, um, uh, I'm just going to internalize yeah. that maybe maybe Austin was just well suited to being a guest on our show. Right. And that make, you know? he has knowledge is what you're saying. Like he has like an actual knowledge base of stuff. <laughs> he's, he's fit. Yes. I'm functionally he has fit, fitness right? to this environment. For this environment. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just spill it out for you, Brian. The theme is fitness. And I think oh, that he okay. has Got fitness it. as a guest on our podcast all right <laughs> it's it's a terrible joke and it's even made worse by the fact that i explained it i think i need to drink some more of this mountain dew that's that's what my, my brain's not working there's not enough sugar in yeah it, you should get a little more sugar i think that, <laughs> that should help whoa you're on record there austin <laughs> telling brian to need more sugar <laughs> oh, Play the recording way we can uh, edit that out, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> well one of the other things i was going to bring up too in on the vein of um sort of the crossover between physical fitness as well as mental well-being mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've mentioned this book on the podcast before but Nathaniel Brandon wrote a book a long time ago called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem and his definition I wanted to read it cuz it really like to me stuck out like I went back and it it really stuck with me when I first read it but then it, I I went back and it seemed to fit perfectly so his definition preliminary definition right in the beginning of the book is Um, self-esteem is one confidence in our ability to think confidence in our ability to cope with the basic challenges of life and two confidence in our right to be successful and happy. The feeling of being worthy, deserving, entitled, uh, to assert your, our needs and once achieve our values and enjoy the fruits of our efforts. And to me, when I read that, I was like, that's fitness. Like that's, I, not only is it well-being like m- emotionally, but it's well-being like, like, hey, do I feel like I can cope with the like t- talking about the woman who couldn't get the kayak on her? That's t- that in her life. That's a basic challenges of her. That's a basic challenge of her life. Mm-hmm. And so, I just wanted to like maybe make the crossover between like, I mean, how much of this is mental, how much of this is physical, and then also. This is a weird thing, but like I had a chicken or the egg kind of moment where mm-hmm. I was like, what needs to come first? Like some kind of psychological well-being where you're like, I'm well enough that I'm like, I know I need to get up and move. Sure. Or do you just force yourself to get up and move and so, then yeah. your brain goes, oh, wow, I feel better. And then it cycles the other way. And That's I don't know the answer to that question, but it was just an interesting question to me. Ooh, pick me. <laughs> okay. Well, and I'll, I'll, I'll mention, I go ahead. I'll, I'll mention one other person that, that sort of I wanted to talk about, but go ahead, Nick. Well, what? I think, I think it's a positive feedback loop. So like, is it a chicken or egg? The answer is yes. That, you know, <laughs> if whatever, whatever self-worth you have, use that to be more, to do whatever you think you're worthy of. And as you do that, that will increase your self-worth, which will give you more to do more. Right. Or vice versa, like I think, but if you're gonna if, if you're figuring out where to start, it's gonna be starting with action. Whatever action you at now at now present feel worthy of. Mm-hmm. Um, the I guess another another thought tying into what we've said so far with that definition, I, with your definition, the, the the thought that crossed my mind was something akin to being comfortable in your own skin. Yes, and I feel like there's this implicit metaphor analogy that we've touched on without even realizing it because they're being comfortable in your own skin. There's being well suited and fit, right? Like there's like this tailor clothes metaphor that's emerging here that I think is interesting. I don't know how far it'll go, but it seems organic in that we have, we already have these cliches in place to describe this kind of like when we talk about something being at the top of our mind, well, it just turns out like with that processing does happen in the front of our mind at the top of our mind. Right. Similarly, I think there's something to this in that, you know, if you're comfortable in your own skin, you're fit to whatever environments in front of you, you feel fit, you feel suited to whatever it is you're about to undertake. Yeah. Uh, you have that confidence. Um, 
I don't yeah. know how much more there is to that thought. If you guys have ideas or if you want to proceed, Brian, with what you had next. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, it is funny to think which one, which one came first. Right. Yeah. Uh, I do think that you can have mental, um, you can have self-esteem and have confidence without having physical activity and having physical yeah. fitness. I think that is certainly true. I, I, however, do not think that you cannot have self-esteem and confidence if you are participating in physical fitness and try to improve that. So, okay. you know, like I've never heard someone get up and work out and after the workout, they're just like, you know what? I really hate that. I just did that. I mean, that was yeah. terrible. Yeah. I, f- I feel like crap. No one's ever said that. Yeah. Um, everyone you talk to when they exercise, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel better. There is actual chemical responses in your brain that, that results from exercise. Yeah. So, so I do think that exercise can certainly, and fitness can certainly build your self-esteem and your confidence. Um, but it, you don't have to have it. I just think yeah. if you, kn- if you know that it can help you, why wouldn't you do it in a way? Um, and like you were saying, I think that when you are more physically fit, it allows you to do all the things that you love and that you need to be suited for that much better, which builds confidence yeah. and builds self-esteem. And I think almost every single person I've ever met with uh, to discuss, you know, fitness and what they do. Um, one of the end results or one of the things or one of the whys they always allude to is confidence. Everyone wants more confidence. Yeah. No one wants to have less confidence and uh, physical fitness can build that. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, they, there is kind of a, a circular uh, thing where mental well-being and mental fitness and physical fitness really do work together in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I, the reason I go went down that path though is because for me personally, it's happened both ways. Yeah. So sometimes it's just get up and do it. Like my brain isn't in that spot. Yeah. But it's just go and actually like go through the motions, like literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what that produces. Right. You know? Right. But yeah. it's, but my brain is telling me now, just sit, just yeah. don't do anything. So you have to fight against that. And the person that I was going to talk about is uh, David Goggins. You know, he, it, for those of you who don't know out there, he wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me. Very inspirational story. He uh, was a veteran and then, um, and I'll try to condense it as much as possible, but Ultimately, he uh, he left the military. Then <laughs> Nick is Nick looking at his timing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Ryan's gonna be brief. Yeah, this is a banner day. Ryan's gonna be brief about something. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, so he left the military, started living a quote unquote regular life, eating regular junk food and crap. Basically, gained a bunch of weight. Uh, pretty tall guy. He's like you know in the mid six feet range. Uh, so it's a pretty, pretty large individual. Um, but he decided at some point when his marriage fell apart and other things that he wanted to go back to the military and he wanted to be a Navy SEAL. So like literally one of the hardest things you could possibly do in the military. And at the time he was like 260 pounds and had been out of the military forever and was not physically active. And he went into the recruiter's office and they said, yeah, you got to be 195 to be in, even to be considered to go into boot camp or to go into the, the, you know, the Navy SEALs training. And, uh, so he set his mind to it. I mean, basically he's pretty much starved himself. I mean, he basically ate chicken breasts and, and, ran and, and rice and he ran like run. 10 hours a day. Like he was, it was cr- the craziness. Uh, and, um, his whole thing when you read his book is just really just no excuses. It's just his whole thing is you just need to do it. You need to, it's like the Nike thing, right? It's just, you, you, you don't need to like everything that you say for you to not do it is an excuse. And ultimately like you need to get your butt up and you need to go do it. And he said, you know, his whole thing is, Hey, I did it. I I lost whatever 80 foot, what 85 pounds or whatever in order to actually make the cut. And he did that in like six weeks or something. I mean, he did it in a, like, it's probably not the healthiest thing. <laughs> Let's be honest. Wouldn't recommend it. I, I was going to say, it's not, probably not. <laughs> no. But the, the story itself is inspirational, of course. And that's part of the reason why I go through that. Because I've actually been talking to Austin recently. Um, I've been trying to get, build a habit of getting to the gym. And uh, because uh, for the past year or so, I've just been like sort of in and out, like not consistent at all. So I've just been, I told him I was like enacting the Goggins mindset is that 
I'm just, I, all I am is just, I have to go to the gym. It's not, I, I don't think about it. It's just get your stuff on and go to the gym. Like shut up anything that you say. <laughs> and this is me talking to myself, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah, yeah. Shut up, put your stuff on and go to the gym. Like, it, so it's literally overrule my psychology Meaning like, I don't really feel that great about myself or great, you know, anything else. But now that I've been for three weeks, I've been going like very consistently, like every single day, Monday through Friday for the last three weeks. Um, I feel better. I feel like now I'm motivated. Now, like my psychology is like turning around. Right. You, so, you see yourself as someone who goes to the gym, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's something you do. It's part of your identity. Yeah. I mean, and also I'm shutting the voice up. Yeah, you know, the the that's the big thing is you shut the voice up. And so we've talked about this in the past about habit setting. Sometimes like sometimes habit setting is just you just got to keep doing the thing for a little while, even though you're like, I don't know if I should be doing this. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know. Just do the thing for a while and it becomes a habit. Yeah. You know, eventually you're like, oh, yeah, this is just what I do every day. Right. A, a tactic I've found with combating those internal debates is making a true decision. Like, uh, it's one of the reasons why I swore off fries and have done so with <laughs> very little lapses in the past several years. One, one lapse. One, I can yeah, tell like you one lapse the time if you want me to. Yeah, I texted <laughs> Brian. Oh, oh, no, Austin doesn't fries. know about your fry ban. He, he decided at one point I'm not eating French fries anymore. I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll still eat tater tots and onion rings, so don't, don't commit <laughs> too much. Uh, that was part of my debate with him. I'm like, tater yeah. tots are basically fries. And he's like, yeah, but they're not fries. So <laughs> I'm not going to get in between that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a fun little banter debate. But but it's it's that decision, right? So like anytime I'm faced with an opportunity to eat fries, it's like, no, I don't eat fries. Right? And that's it. There's no, like I'm cutting off that debate. Same thing with when I've dabbled in fasting, um, since that's food related and fitness related. There was like one weekend where I just said, you know what? I'm not going to eat anything this weekend. And every time I was presented with food and somebody asked me, are you sure you don't want to eat? This is delicious. Or you haven't eaten yet today. I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm just, I'm not eating today, you know? And mm-hmm. those hunger pains or sensations were greatly diminished just because, you know, my, my body, my subconscious, my inner child, whatever you want to call it, knew that this is temporary and it's defined state. There's an end in sight. And you know, this is not like going to kill me. So it was just, yeah, there wasn't any need or cause to debate. It wasn't worth the energy because it knew my mind was made up. I knew my mind was made up. Yeah. I think some of it too, some of that stuff like that is that helps to shut the voice down. Cause if it's just a hard and fast black and white, like this is the answer to that question. Like you said, making a true decision of saying, yeah. this is it. This is the line in the sand and it doesn't get crossed. Then you're, it takes a while because your brain, I think, is still going to be like yelling at you. Oh, yeah. Like, you're you're child will find you every little fail, scapegoat. You. Yeah. <laughs> your, your brain can be your biggest asset or your biggest liability. Yeah. Because um, the, your, your brain has exceptional power mm-hmm. um, and it loves to find the easy way out. As humans, we are actually designed to find the easy way. Yeah. That is in our in our DNA. Yeah. And so when the easy way is to hit the snooze button or to eat the French fries, your brain's saying, like, yeah. Just go for it. Go for it. Yeah. That feels good. Yeah. yeah cheap and calories. So please. it takes mental toughness and training your brain to be an asset and to be working for you. And that's what Goggins really talks about in his book mostly, is just training your mind yeah. to overcome all the things that are going to get in the way of you yeah. trying to reach your goals, which is a lot of what that definition of self-esteem was that you read a moment yeah. ago is being able to overcome the challenges that arise. And so when you're challenged with the temptation, what kind of mental strength and capacity do you have to overcome it? And uh, it sounds like we all have examples of, of that right now, but I think a lot of people struggle in fitness because they listen to the brain that's telling them to do the easy thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when it comes down to it, you just got to do it. Right. And kind of trust the process, right? Mm -hmm. Trust that what you're doing is going to eventually lead to the result that you achieve, that you desire. Yeah. Well, and I think also the weird thing is like, I have to be okay with not having a result, not not having a result because I'll get a result, but not saying here's the result I want. Yeah. Because 
the minute that you don't get that result, like you're like working out and you're like, Hey, like you, your example of, hey, I want to lose weight. Right. So, uh, you know, I want to lose weight. I've been doing this for a month and I'm not losing weight. And so therefore, all right, I might as well just stop because it's not going to work. Right. You know? Well, and I actually, if you guys are familiar with uh, Simon Sinek, um, you start know, with why. Start with your why. He's got, yeah, he's at this point, I guess, very well written. Um, but, uh, you know, he talks about um, in fitness, you know, if you go to the gym one day and you look in the mirror the next day, you're not going to notice any change. If you go to the gym the next day and you look in the mirror the next day, you're not going to notice any change. Um, it takes consistently going to the gym over and over again until you see the change. And he said, it's a lot like in a marriage or in a relationship. You know, I know a lot of people say they have love at first sight, but you don't maybe meet someone and just all of a sudden love them or they don't all of a sudden love you. It's you had a moment where you did something very kind for them. And then you had another moment where you thought about them when they were in need. And then you had another moment when you were there at their side, when something bad was going on. And at some point that person loved you back. Yeah. Like, at some point you are now fit. Yeah. And sometimes if you're, if you're only thinking about the end result, it can be easy to get discouraged. Whereas if you're thinking about um, your day in and day out practice and consistent routine, eventually, if you trust the process, you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that consistency works the other way too. Like relationships fall apart when opportunities to say, I love you are missed opportunities Mm -hmm. to show you care are missed. And that day after day, you know, you don't notice each day how that your relationship is drifting, but then when you, you know, maybe get sober, fig- figuratively speaking, or maybe literally, um, then you look around and like, they're just, you're miles apart emotionally and, and so on. Um, there was something else you were saying about, or with Simon Sinek and before that, um, I'm, I'm blanking now. Well, okay. I, I, well, there's another ahead. idea around fitness. If we, if there's more to explore with what we've said so far, let's stick there. But I've got a bit of a twist to introduce. Oh, you do? Yeah, go for it. Let's, I like twists. Um, <laughs> let's do it. Well, it, it's around this idea of there's things we – I feel like I wonder if there's things we can do um, for ourselves to be more fit for more environments. Right. Like there's a ton of self-help gurus that tell you to get like a full eight hours of sleep. And I'm, I'm thinking that's maybe an example. It doesn't necessarily matter what your why is. And, and I guess this is coming back, Austin, to what you were saying about when in people in Iron Tribe, they might be doing the same things, but they're actually and getting similar results from a physical fitness or appearance standpoint. But their why might be very different. You know, like getting a full night's sleep, it doesn't matter whether you want to be the next, you know, you want to get your company on the Fortune 50 list, or if you want to improve your relationships or get fit, whatever, just about any goal you have, if you get a full night's sleep, you're going to increase your chances of success or your rate of success. Um, and I just, but at the same time, like getting sleep on its own isn't very motivating, just like yeah. on its own, getting up and doing pushups isn't very motivating. Right. Um, well, that, that leads me to a question that I was going to ask Austin anyways, what, what would you say is like, if you had to give someone one to two pieces of advice, and cause you do this all the time and you got to narrow this down to like, okay, what's the, and I know it's individual, but like overall, I guess this is more of a broad question of like, okay, America is in trouble right now. We've got lots of people who are very unhealthy. In fact, just talking about this Mountain Dew I'm drinking. There's people, we were talking about this before we recorded. There's people that drink two or three or four of these a day and it's right. 150% of your sugar for the day. And they'd think nothing of it. They just, that's what they do every day. Mm-hmm. And they're killing themselves literally. So I guess that would go, going to sort of latch onto what Nick was saying mm-hmm. is, you know, what could you do to improve someone the quickest and mm-hmm. Like not the quickest, yeah. but like like the the, the lowest thing. hanging fruit, the biggest right bang exactly. Bang. That's a good the, way to the smallest yeah. change for the biggest impact. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a it's a great question. Um, I would say first before I get into very practical things, I think it really starts up here because that person who's drinking two or three or four Mountain Dews a day, yeah, they just might not care. Yeah. Um, they may not be facing severe health issues at the present. Mm -hmm. 
And so maybe it's not important to them right now. And so I think a lot of it has to do with just understanding. And maybe this is just very human, just understanding the consequences of our actions a little bit better. That said, very practically, uh, I would say there's two things that I would say, okay, general pop or general population, what, what should be done in order to combat this, this, uh, health ep- epidemic we're facing. And so the first one would be, you just got to move. Yeah. You have to move. If that means you are walking for 30 minutes a day, that is totally fine. Um, our bodies were made to move. We were made to not sit in, sit in chairs and, um, moving is beneficial for your body in so many ways, joints, musc- muscles, um, tendons, everything needs to move in order for it to be healthy. So at the basic level, I would say move for 30 minutes a day, whatever that is, um, whether it's simply walking or whether it's fitting in a workout in a class setting or something like that. Um, and then the second thing is to eat less than you burn. Yeah. Sounds really simple, but, um, being able to, eat less calories than we burn overall is going to help us remain underweight. And, uh, it has just been shown, um, over the years that being obese and being overweight is the result of so many other health, health related issues. And so, uh, if you're eating less than you burn, um, that, that solves it. It really does over the long term, even if it's little by little. And so those would be the two most practical things is just exercise at least 30 minutes a day and eat less than you burn good things will happen. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. I said one of the things that I, uh, tell my son, cause he has a very limited diet. So sure. he, he eats very few things. Uh, now most of the things he doesn't, he doesn't, I mean, every once in a while he'll get into the candy, but like for the most part, like he'll eat like plain cornflakes, not frosted flakes, yeah. not anything, you know, just plain Cheerios, plain cornflakes, um, you know, bread and cheese. He doesn't eat a lot of meat. Um, but bread and cheese he drinks about a half gallon of milk a day. So that's where he's getting his protein from. Um, but uh, what big I milk guy. Yeah. All he's, right. he's, he's a big milk guy. Yeah, he definitely. I've, I, I have the grocery bills to show. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the thing that I told him, cause he was talking about the, you know, the potential of losing weight. Mm. And I, I, I just said to him, I said, look, you can eat whatever you want. As long as you take in less than you burn, you're going to lose weight. That's right. I'm not saying that's the healthiest thing. It's not healthy to eat a Big Mac and drink a, you know, Mountain Dew flaming hot. But if you but if you have less calories than you burn in the day, um, then you're going to lose weight. It's just mathematical. Uh, I know I can't do math, um, but I can do a callback <laughs> to when I talked about math earlier in this that, episode. That, that is science. That is science. <laughs> but Even I just I just burn. told him. I said, you know. Worry if you want to lose weight, worry about that first, and then and then maybe the next step is okay. Could we do something to make it a little more healthy? Could you have some extra fruits and vegetables? Could you have, you know, maybe less cheese or maybe mm-hmm. you know a lower fat kind of cheese or you know however that might be. You just sort of tweak around the edges. Um, but the, the the broad brushstrokes is if you want to lose weight, just do that. Yeah. And so, um, you um, know, it's I've, it's uh yeah. I've heard. So that, I guess this is a question more for Austin since he probably knows better than you or Brian. He knows most things better than I do. I'm sure. I've, I've heard that not all calories are created equal that like if you had to choose between a hundred calories of lean protein versus a hundred calories of like Mountain Dew, there, there is a difference between the two um, either in what, it, how it impacts your health, how it impacts like say weight loss or trimness is there any truth to that? Is that just getting more into nuance than you thought we would get into in this conversation or, or what? No, that's a great question. Um, calorically, your body does not necessarily care where the calories come from. So from a strictly caloric basis, 200 calories of this and 200 calories of that are the exact same from an energy perspective. Right. It's right? like, like a, pound of fe- or a pound of feathers or a pound of fat. They're, they weigh the same. Yeah. Bingo. However, um, nutritionally, absolutely. Calories are not the same. Um, you know, that, that example you just gave, of course, the lean protein is going to be much more beneficial to the overall health of your body, uh, than the Mountain Dew. Um, 
And that's where there's a little bit of a difference. And, and Brian, and I've talked about this before, where there's a difference between simply watching your calories and understanding the nutrients that are in the calories that you're eating, right? So for example, if, uh, if I burn 2000 calories a day and I eat 1500 calories of Oreos and that is all I eat every single day, guess what? I'm going to lose weight. And you're also going to feel terrible. I was going to say, you're going to feel like crap too. And you would feel like crap because, yeah. right, yeah. the nutritional value in an Oreo is not so great. Yeah. And yeah. that's where you want to have, hopefully, a very balanced way of eating so that uh, compositionally and nutritionally, you are very, you are healthier. Um, so is so- there any is there any truth to the idea that like you can you can have all the calories you need for the day, but still feel hungry because of nutrition defici- deficiencies or Yes, 100%. Okay. Um, again, it all depends on how our bodies take certain nutrients and use them. Uh, for example, you know, carbohydrates or sugars, uh, those are going to burn quickly or faster in our, in our system. So if I eat a lot of, a lot of carbs, they are not going to fill me up maybe like fats and proteins might. And so um, typically, you know, I actually even recommend for a lot of my athletes that they need to eat a higher protein diet. And the reason for that is for muscle development and overall uh, building more cells in their body, but also it helps them feel full. You know, protein really helps you feel mm-hmm. full. So it therefore hopefully helps you eat less of the other things that you maybe shouldn't eat. Right. You, it's at least some capacity you reduce the desire for those other things. That, That's right. That's yeah. right. Wow. Well, the other thing I was going to bring up with regard to that, it just made me remember a book. I think I've mentioned it maybe before, but uh, I don't know if we recorded it or not, <laughs> but there was a book called the Dorito effect and it was uh, put out in, uh, it, was, it was written in 2016 or published in 2016. And I'll paraphrase. Yes. Very briefly. I'll paraphrase. <laughs> so that damn accurate. Basically what they found out is that uh, the reason why it's called the Dorito effect is because they, you know, before the, before Doritos started putting cheese powder on the, on the things to make them taste like tacos, it was just regular. Everything was just regular chips, which is regular tortilla chips with no, just salt on them. And so they started this whole flavoring things like other things. And one of the things that they found out is that, um, many, since there's like all these other different flavors. So like the example that they use, one of the examples they use is if you eat strawberry candy, your body and mind thinks I ate strawberries. So your body is thinking, oh, I got the nutrition from strawberries. And uh, and I'm mm. like, I'm probably doing a terrible job because it's been a while since I read this book. But the point that, that they made was because foods taste like other foods and they came up with a, uh, I think it's called a grass, gas chronom- chronometer or something like that. It's some kind of thing to create the exact chemical composition of the flavors in whatever they're doing to try to make other things artificially flavored like that. Um, your body craves strawberries because you need something in strawberries. Your body craves oranges because you might need vitamin C. You're going to get scurvy, right? right? So they're saying you might, your body craves orange and you go, Oh, I'll grab this orange candy. And you eat these orange candy slices and your body thinks you think you're getting what you're craving and your body thinks it's getting the nutrition, but your body never gets the nutrition from it. And so, so it keeps the craving, right? It keeps yeah. the craving keeps coming back. And then you're like, Oh, I got to eat more of this candy. Hmm. So it's an interesting, very interesting concept, but um, it just made me think about it when you were talking about the, um, you know, talking about people eating certain things. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other thing I wanted to address, unless we, unless you wanted to talk more about that, some of that stuff. Yeah, as we close out. A brief comment, just that, I know that's true for me where there've been times where I've craved bananas and I'm, and I'm betting that's a potassium deficiency. Yeah. Right. And that's all. So yeah, it has I truth to me. whatever that study, you know, determined or if there's other studies to corroborate it, like, um, it, 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 it matches my truthiness test. It, it feels uh, right. It sounds right. Uh, but yeah. Well, I'd all. recommend the book. Like I said, it's really interesting because it talks about like sort of the history of food flavorings and artificial flavorings and things like that. Um, but uh, the other thing I was going to talk about, though, is the like not the benefits of, but the um, like how heavily do you weigh the community aspect of getting you to do something? So like one of the, one of the reasons I'm bringing it up is because Iron Tribe is a very community based gym. Like if I don't show up 
people know, like if I don't show up for a couple of work workouts, people are going to notice that you're gone if you come to a, a class on a regular time. Whereas if you go to a, a larger gym, people aren't really going to notice. They're just going to be like, I think there was a guy here that usually comes, but I don't know. Maybe he came at a different time. But uh, it's it's all class times and st- they start at the same time. So everyone works out, does the same workout at the same time. And so you develop these relationships and friendships with people in the class or at least acquaintances. And, um, and I find that uh, that plays like a large role in motivating and also like, so like maybe you can just share some of your thoughts on that, just the community aspect. And um, if for nothing else, maybe somebody out there is listening is like, how do I get myself to like get to the gym? And it's like, well, right. maybe you need to get involved with the group. Yeah. I mean, I, I think humans were made for community. Um, we, we thrive in it and most, most folks who are not in communities in some way, uh, struggle in life. And so, um, part of the reason for that is just inherent. There's inherent accountability when a community is involved and everyone I talk to and everyone, if we go out into the streets right now and interview everyone and say, Hey, do you think you should exercise and eat healthy? Every single person is going to say yes. Right. But why aren't they all doing it? Right. Well, a lot of it could be up, well, like we were talking about earlier, maybe they don't have the mental discipline to, to make those decisions themselves. What might help uh, someone like that is maybe some accountability, right? Um, that can come from a community, a large community. It could come from a group of people or a friend um, who is, is going to hold them to what they need to do to succeed. Or it could be, you know, a professional, right? And so, someone who knows what, what they're doing, who can um, direct me in the ways and in the, and guide me in the ways in which I should go about this. But, um, no, nonetheless, having someone or multiple people around you to support your efforts in every single area of life helps us. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't we do it in fitness? And so I think having that as part of your backbone when it comes to fitness is, is so important. It's so foundational because that helps you overcome when you don't feel like doing it or when you have that negative talk inside your brain if there's accountability, it usually helps you overcome that. For instance, I made Brian sign a uh, contract uh, a few weeks ago that said, I am going to work out three days a week this week. And he had to sign it. And so, you know, he may have woken up one morning and thought, I don't want to work out today, but dang it, I signed that contract. Yeah. Accountability. Boom. And so it helped him overcome maybe the negative that the brain may have uh, tried to uh, convince you to to do. So, um, so to, to answer your question, I just think having that community, it brings yeah. accountability, even if it's just one person, not a group of people. Um, it just, it helps you succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the same thing we experience in Toastmasters too, is just having a group of people that are all trying to get, I don't want to say exactly the same goals. Everybody has slightly different goals for sure, but we're all there in the pursuit of something like improvement. We're all there to like, try to be better at something. Yeah. Yeah, it's we're, like, we're basically exercising, but instead of exercising our bodies, we're exercising our public speaking skills. Right, right. Like, it's different like, goals, different, but same routine. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like uh, you know, AA. There's a reason they meet in groups. Yeah, there's power in that. There's there's accountability. There's community. Um, so, yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's good. I think we definitely have to have Austin back on for. Uh, for some Lord of the Rings, uh, maybe talk or something like that. Yeah. Maybe once the series comes out, oh, yeah. you know, we can come in and have, uh, and discussions about the episodes. Right. I don't know. Watch party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. We need to have you both back on so I can hear all about this, uh, monster truck. Thing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Monster yeah. jam. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah, that'll be fun tonight. That's, uh, I was just saying that's, this is like the 12th time that I've taken my son so it's like been a father son thing since he was five and now he's 17. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it sounds like we're, uh, fit to do this podcast or maybe we're not, I don't know. I doubt, I don't know. Maybe we're, we're not yet fit to be we're determined. Suitable. Maybe not well-suited, but suitable. I think we're <laughs> suitable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's all, unless you have something else, Nick. No, I just glad to have Austin on. I really enjoyed this conversation. Learned a lot. Thanks for having me. Yeah, enjoyed it. Thanks for coming on, Austin. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Help Yourself, you can follow on Instagram at Help Yourself the Podcast.
And to contact Brian and Nick, email helpyourself at brynick.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>